Welcome to the MGO Fish Podcast. I'm your host, David Arnold. As always, joined with me is my main man here, Stephen Asentoski. The Hello, hello. Yes, hello, hello. The head uh, video guy, video editor, hype man, everything in between guy for MGO Fish. Of course, with MGO Fish Podcast, uh, check out Garrett's website, Garrett Fishall's website at mgofish.com. Follow him on Twitter at mgofish. Stephen What's your Twitter? At Stephen Toski. That's right. I'm da- I'm at David Arnold M I. Uh, Stephen, we have college football to talk about. I know, man. It, it was weird. It, it felt like it was too soon yesterday. I was sitting down. I was flipping through the channels, YouTube TV. Too soon. Too soon. No, not too soon. Well, no, no, no. Here's what I mean, though. It felt like summer outside. It was. Uh, it, it snuck up on me. It's been a I, lifetime. Oh, it's been a long time, but I felt like it's but like, I don't know, like the, the weather hadn't hit me yet. The You're feeling right. hadn't hit me. And then all of a sudden I was watching football and it, it, it came to me in like, you know, literally the, the 30 seconds I realized, oh my God, this is not like, you know, a YouTube video I've been watching over, I know. <laughs> over all summer. This is actually live. Like this is actually a game that's happening. It is beautiful. I, I love week zero. I'm all for any top 25 matchup in week zero from now on, because it's just such a, I mean, if we got last night's two college football games between Florida state, Miami, and then Hawaii, yeah. And uh, Arizona, I'll take that every day of the year. Oh, every yeah. Saturday, there was this argument going around: which do you prefer, Week Zero, crapshoots where literally both teams are terrible, or do you prefer middle of the season when both teams are seasoned and it's a great, you know, quote unquote, great college football game? Stephen, yeah. I would take the crapshoot. I want crappy football all night long. That was the most entertaining night of football, and there are only two games on. That, that, yeah. was, that was the most entertaining football I've seen in like 18 months. Yeah, it was honestly, I, I could not care less. <laughs> it was football. It was division one football. Um, you could throw any two teams out there. And actually, I, I warmed up with Samford versus Youngstown State. And that's FCS. And I was still happy. So, Youngstown so, State representing the the yeah. Big Ten country, I guess you Bo could Pelini. say. Yeah. yeah. So, so yeah, I'm, I'm all for any football week zero and it makes sense for programs, you know, give them a little bit more exposure. You can have a bye week you know, like later on in the season. So it spreads out your season a little bit more. So, so yeah, man, it was, it was good to be back. It was actually the highest rated game on ESPN since, uh, November, 2017. Holy cow. Yeah. That's it. It got like a 4.8 on, um, the TV ratings. Jeez, what, what, I can't think of what it's called right now. But yeah, it was it was definitively more watched, most watched ESPN game, even compared to any of the games last year on ESPN. Uh, yeah, That's it was insane. awesome. I mean, plus Florida and Miami just makes for such a delectable, entertaining game anyways, because you know there's going to be talking smack. Like, it epitomizes what you want out of a great college football game. Oh, neither, yeah. neither team is going to win their conference this year. Yeah, <laughs> but but both teams are going to be good enough to go bowling, so so yeah. they have they have definitive weaknesses, the coaches have definitive strengths and weaknesses, which matched up perfectly. You know, yeah. Dan Mullen, the offensive genius, he is an offensive genius, by the way. Yep. And then you got um, uh, oh Manny Diaz, the defensive genius, in his first head coaching game ever. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What what did, what did you think about Felipe Franks talking? all the talk on TV, po- you know, pointing at the fans, talking smack to the fans in the middle of the game. Yeah. He, he, was, he was talking, talking crap to the camera. I couldn't, I, I just could not believe it. I could not get enough of it. It reminded me of like, if Cam Newton was in college without, yeah. without the talent. Right. Right. <laughs> like, like Felipe Franks is definitely an undrafted version of K. He's big. He's huge. He yeah. loves the camera. He's unabashed. He's talking that talk. And he cannot back it up, but his team backed it up last night, right? So yeah, he was he was really good when not faced with pressure, but then when faced with pressure, man, he would just make some really boneheaded decisions. So I, I think Dan Molin put yeah. him in the right spots to be good. Yeah, when for not sure. Pressured, right? Yeah, yeah. He's he's a decent quarterback. He's not, you know, he's not gonna. He had one really nice pass, I think, in the uh, third or fourth quarter. Yes, that, that, that one like that one single really nice pass shot. he had last night. Yeah. Because yeah, there was just about one 
Yeah. I think that might have been it. Yeah, that's yeah. fair. Yeah. But yeah. man, it was it was such a gross game. It was great. But, it was magical. Oh, I want I want dude. every game like I want every game to start like that game, yeah. you know, with a fake punt first down, and I want every game to end like the Arizona Hawaii game. Yeah. Okay, let's talk about that. I think the play of the year might have happened in week one, game two of the FBS schedule. To end the game, Khalil Tate, spoiling it for you if you haven't already seen. I hope you've seen. Yes, pause and, and watch the entire game right now if you haven't. <laughs> Seriously, watch the it was entire a great game. game. I mean, yeah. at halftime, Hawaii's quarterback had three touchdown passes and three interceptions. Yeah. By halftime. By halftime. Yeah. It was that beautiful. doesn't happen. <laughs> he, at one point, he was 22 of 28 passing. 22 of 28. That's a great line. Three touchdown passes. 22 of 28, three touchdown passes, and three interceptions. Yep. Three of his six incompletions were interceptions. Yep. <laughs> Beautiful. He it couldn't was, miss, man. He couldn't miss. Yeah, yeah, he could not miss. Uh, <laughs> his balls are very catchable. That's right? it. So, so anyways, Arizona's down seven points to yep. Hawaii with five seconds left in the game. Khalil yep. Tate, they're on the 40-yard line. Khalil Tate, the fastest man since Denard Robinson at the quarterback position. Not surprising. <laughs> well, pump not, your brakes there. He's not that fast. He's Khalil fast. Tate at, court, at quarterback to play quarterback? He, he is not the second fastest. Go go back and watch that tape. He at least has the fastest acceleration of any quarterback. Are you kidding me? Who was a faster oh. quarterback than Khalil Tate? Braxton Miller. No. Oh, okay. Braxton Miller also got switched by the end of That's his career. Fair. I'm I'm talking about current. Uh, anyways, I'm talking about current landscape of college football. Anyways. Okay. Sure. Five seconds left. Down by seven. He yes. scrambles out to the right. Doesn't see anyone open. He just runs for it. And like he's Michael Vick in that commercial on his first Nike commercial or is the Michael Vick experience. He's just sliding through people, breaking tackles. People are colliding into each other. It's chaos. He's at the 10 yard line. He makes a beeline for the end zone. Yep. And right as he's about to get in the end zone on the two yard line, he gets smacked from behind by the defensive tackle. The yeah. defensive tackle who missed a sack to begin the play chased him all the way down the field, 40 yards down the field. The defensive tackle smacks him yep. out of nowhere, straight into the ground. Game is over. One yard line. Khalil Tate fails. And Kevin Sumlin starts the season 0 1 at Arizona. Yeah, it was nuts, man. It, it was. It felt like a the ending of Friday Night Lights, where it's like everyone's yeah. hyped up. This like sideline was going insane. Like it looked like you had an angle there. Uh, it did. So close. I mean, that was a, that just, was an amazing boom. play. He oh, he, yeah. pro- he probably ran sixty yards. Yeah. You know, running across the field like that. You could tell at the end of the play, though, man. He was just beat. Like that whole game was just like a draining game for him. You could tell that he was just like out of energy by the end of it. It was like really the perfect end to the game. Uh, cause I was falling asleep probably it, it was beautiful. <laughs> right at that moment too. Yeah. yeah. I, I, was, no, to be honest, game. I fell asleep at halftime and I, I'm not ashamed. <laughs> I'm not ashamed. I'm, I'm it was a, like 2am at that time, man. I'm lucky I'm on the central time zone. So I had an extra hour on yeah, you there. You definitely have that extra hour. Take advantage yep. of it. I know. Um, and then also, I mean, it was the perfect appetizer for college football. Wasn't it yeah. like the day started with, you know, FCS powers, you know, Samford and Youngstown yep. State going head to head. I mean, it was like the Big Ten SEC matchup you would always want from, yep. from a lower division, uh, which, by the way, the Big Ten school smacked them down, smacked <laughs> Samford. It was beautiful to see. Um, and then after that, you had Miami, Florida, which was just so beautifully, perfectly crappy. You had Felipe Franks just kicking up, like punting a ball at the end of the game. He just but, punted one straight into the stands. And speaking <laughs> of punting hilarious. and kicking, you had a punter on Florida convert yeah. convert a fourth down. You had yep. a kicker for Miami convert a fourth down, convert the fourth down. Then three plays later, after a three and out after the successful fake field goal, he missed kicking the I, field goal. It, it was super close, too. It was like 30 yards or something. And I, I can't help but wonder if that, super late hit out of bounds yeah on him might have actually affected his kick yeah i mean it's always possible you never know anyways they were the kickers and punters were running everyone's getting smacked it was a good time and then you end on the arizona hawaii game yeah bring it on and even if if you're a true degenerate like myself you were watching the uh it was 
Biff Pogey's team. So, oh. you know, Henry Pogey's uh, yes. father Ooh. is the coach of a Maryland team that has, I believe, three uh, Michigan commits, one of which being Blake Corum, the uh, uh, the running back for the Maryland team. I think it's St. Francis is the St. team. St. Francis Academy, yep. Yeah. And, uh, man, he showed out. He had, like, four touchdowns. His stat line in terms of yardage, wasn't that great. I think he rushed for just over 100, had about like 50 receiving yards. But, man, he had four four touchdowns, and he sprung another one with his pass protection uh, for a big big pass from his quarterback there uh, out of the, I think, Baltimore program there. But, uh, but yeah, so he showed out, and I, I watched that, and then the FCS. Wait, so, t- yeah, speaking was... of showing out, going to talk about Henry Pogey's uh, guns. He was showing Jeez, off, man. showing out. Yeah. <laughs> Sun's out, guns out. It, it looks like, and I love the guy. He he's a legend on Twitter. He would just rock the the old style like egg uh, AVI. You know, when you don't oh, yeah. set a default pro, uh, profile picture, that's what shows up. So he was just a character on Twitter. If you haven't checked him out, it's probably just well, his, his, his avatar picture is him holding the egg. Is it now? He's got a picture of him holding an egg <laughs> in the picture. And it's just his fingers and a white egg. Yes. But it, it looks like during the game, he like finds a trash can, finds an old white t-shirt, cuts the sleeves off of it, and then just throws this thing on. And I, I thought he was just sweating a bunch, but no, he actually puts ice in his hat before the start of a game puts on his white hat and then it just looks like he's like perpetually sweating throughout the let, game. Let me paint a picture for you, Stephen. <laughs> first, off, I already have the picture. Okay. It's, first it's off, not a pleasant one. <laughs> five foot 10, 350 yes. pounds. Let's Give paint that me. picture. Five foot 10, 350 <laughs> pounds, Miami vice white pants. Yes. Khaki Brown belt. And then you go to your local store, Salvation Army, buy a white t-shirt, cut off yep. the sleeve, cut off the of sleeves course. where it's visible that you've cut, and then cut yes. your neckline down past past the man breast area. Yes. And you've got Henry Pogie's outfit. Yes. I mean, genuinely, that's what it was. 350 yeah. pounds, Miami Vice, white pants. Yep. You know, cut off t-shirt that you've cut everywhere. And then I, I love this when defending what he wore. I'm just coaching ball and wearing what I always wear. It's not like I'm some good-looking dude or anything, and it would help if I got all guzzied up. It would not help. Right, right, right. You can't make a Ferrari out of a dump truck. That's it, man. I'm good with it. I love it. But if next time you want me to wear a Batman mask, I can. (laughs) That that was that was his defense. He's a character, man. I love it. Know who you are. He's a football coach. You know, that's like. Legit it. That's it. Just a football coach. That's all you need to be. All you don't need to up. pretend to be anything else. Yeah. I love all gussied up. That's 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 amazing. Yeah. yeah so, so so yeah. College football's back, man. I felt good. Yeah. 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 I'm ready for it. I'm ready yeah. to get in this next week and uh video's finally done. So now I have to prep. I got a new tablet for all my analysis I need to train up on this week. So So for that, that quick hitting editing skill. Yeah, we gotta we gotta ramp it up. It's like, oof, we got a lot of, a lot of work to do. This so, so, so the hype video is definitely coming out this weekend. This week, it is exporting like right now. So it is. As we I, speak. I, yeah, I, I sent out a uh, a tweet last or this past Tuesday um, as a little teaser for it. So should be should be out on, on Tuesday. So one day from when the listeners are, are listening here. So it's a uh, it's a good one, man. I'm excited. I love it. Uh, yeah, you definitely got got the best videos. Um, college football's here. We play Middle Tennessee State to start the season next weekend. Yep. Uh, we're going to have a more in-depth preview of Middle Tennessee State coming uh, Thursday. So that's going to be fun. Um, but also, before we get into college football, I, I've got to go all sports talk radio on you a little bit. A little bit, Yes, Stephen. Well, you you had some Twitter some Twitter interactions you, going on. So you know your, your mentions kind of blew up this weekend. I, I jumped off Twitter for about a year and a half to yep. to do my school stuff. 
came back once we started the podcast and kind of get back into it. College football's first night starts back up, and I'm like, yeah, baby, this is going good. I'm loving this college <laughs> yep. football stuff. I'm posting pictures of the game, screen caps. Got a nice screen cap of Tate Martell celebrating on the sideline there at the first I touchdown. <laughs> got, got a nice Miami alum smoking a big fatty on the sideline. Um, <laughs> I, awesome. I posted a picture of, of Miami man, I called him. Made a joke yes. about Florida man. Within ten minutes, I had a Florida State fan who didn't follow me. Be like, "That's what you get when you when you go to the University of Miami. Pure trash." And I was like, "Florida State man, coming oh, in hot too, baby." <laughs> it's, all, it's all about the big it's three. It's almost like, like how did he find that I, that tweet? You know, like these guys are it's relentless. A, it's a glorious triangle of, yeah. of just like hot garbage down in Florida, yep. and I love it. I love it all. I can't get enough of it. I, like forever, it's just the best three right there. And the UCF is not far behind as well. Um, yep. Anyways, though, Andrew Luck retires in the middle of the first college football night. First off, rude. College football is trying to happen. Second <laughs> off, I am I know he didn't mean it for this to happen, but apparently Adam Schefter got the go-ahead to leak this information during the middle of a preseason football game in which the yeah. Indianapolis Colts were playing in, right. Indianap- in Indianapolis. In Indianapolis, Andrew Luck is standing on the sideline. He's a captain of the football team. Right. He was NFL Comeback Player of the Year last season. He's a captain of the football team, and he's on the sideline pretending like nothing's happened. Everyone in the stands sees him as the captain of the football team heading into the season, and he has knowingly retired. Yep. So naturally, the fans boo him. I, well, I think well here's the thing. They only started booing when he was walking off the field, correct? I think yes. I think it was in the middle of the second quarter. Was it second news quarter happened. or third quarter? Yeah, yeah. News happened in the I think it might have been third quarter. News okay. dropped. Uh, he wasn't yep. playing anyways. He was on the sideline, injured. Right. Clearly not in the right mind to play. I mean, yep. uh, obviously. Um, so as he's walking off into the locker room, he does not get a standing ovation. He gets booed. And yeah. this is where a source, this is where all the controversy comes into play. Yeah. Immediately, uh, a video grab cap comes out on Twitter being like, hey, look, these fans booing Andrew Luck. Yep. And immediately, every single important person on Twitter, sports Twitter, starts being like, yo, these fans are hot trash for booing Andrew Luck. Hot trash, hot trash, hot trash. Trash was the word of the night. It's because we're all liquored up. I know it was. It's like it's 11 o'clock at night. Everyone's feeling a little tipsy, feeling a little rude, antsy. What were your first thoughts, Stephen, before you go any deeper? It it happened. I couldn't believe it happened. It was a surreal sports moment, first off. Like something I won't forget, for better or for worse. Like impossible to forget. Man at the peak of, should be at the peak of his career retiring. You know, best talent since John Elway, Peyton Manning. Tell me, Stephen, what, what were you thinking? Yeah, I mean, first of all, it was just a big bummer because I felt like he never really got a handle of, like, you know, I think he made end up making four Pro Bowls, maybe. Yeah, four four yeah. Pro Bowls, yep. Yeah, so, like, obviously he had some insane success, but, like, he's only 29, and, and when you have someone like Brady who's still killing it at age 42, that only, I think, hurts the situation that Andrew Luck was in where obviously he was probably contemplating it for a while. And then when he decides to pull the trigger, you know, he's only 29, 30 years old. He's, he's ready to really where a lot of quarterbacks are finding their prime and he's just checked out. So I think my first thought was just like, Oh man, that sucks that he's like just already mentally checked out. And that's a position where you really can't be uh, if you want to be at your best. So, so that was my first thought. And then, I was like, wow, that's a rough send off. <laughs> like, it's a really rough send off. The last time that he was walking off of the field of the team that he developed with, spent all of his time with, the last moment is going to be remembered of people booing because of his retirement. So that was my first one where it's just like, just sad for him. Because he's even said after the uh, after the game in the interview, he's like, that, that was really rough. You could tell he was, you know. That's a tough thing to have when you spend that much time to people just send you off that way. So I felt bad for him. But then I I really felt conflicted on all of the like like trash fans, whatever, because 
Well, yes, it's terrible, and and I'm sure you'll have plenty to say oh, about this as, no, as well. Not me, not me. <laughs> but but like as terrible as it is for people to send them off with you know a parade of booze, it's a lot of the fans had like 30 seconds to react, like less than that even. You're like, wait, he just retired. He's right there. Why is he retiring now? What's going on? And then like he's like you know fast walking off the field in the middle of preseason week three and he's your captain. He's the leader of your team and he's just walking off the field. So it felt a lot less. And and this is where the main issue is. It felt like it was a boo way more directed at the action of like leaving the team, like walking off the field, not the retirement. I think if you ask any Colts fan, they'd they'd be thankful for Andrew Luck's, um, you know, all these, all he's put into the program but you don't get that opportunity. It just wasn't the situation where you could say like, we appreciate you, but also yeah. like, this isn't the way to do this. Like that's not you, what you, you can do in you that don't, situation. You don't get, you can get a proper send off and spending seven years at a franchise and organization is a long enough time to get a proper send off and standing ovation, which Andrew Luck deserves. Cause if any player in the NFL, in any sport made four all-star games, pro bowls, in yeah. seven seasons for an organization. That alone is worthwhile to celebrate, get a stay in ovation. You know, that's like borderline jersey retirement. Yeah. Borderline hall. It's I it's not Hall of Fame worthy. It's not jersey yeah. retirement worthy. But like you're you're ramping up quickly to those stats when you're at four all star games in seven years. You know, you're definitely yeah. one, one of the all time greats for yep. for the for the franchise. And yeah. Andrew, Andrew Luck is definitely all of those things. And you can get the proper send-off. However, this team is trying to finalize their roster numbers. They're yep. trying to finalize their position battles. They're, the fans buying tickets to the game are expecting the Colts to be good this year primarily because their captain is going to be on the field leading them into battle. You know, slightly you know ironic because Andrew Luck is the Civil War captain who we all know nice and well because of SB Nation. Um, He he is the meme, you know, dearest mother. Um, (laughs) So so Andrew Luck is all those things. The city is relying on him. And technically, no, Andrew Luck does not owe the fans anything. But also, without fans, there's no NFL. I mean, without fans, there's no millions of dollars to be spending on these players. So, So in a way, like, he definitely owes his career partly to the fans because they're the ones funding the venture, even though Jim is, you know, Israel is technically the owner. Um, I think he understands that the fans yeah. understand that no, no one, no, I would not criticize Andrew Luck for retiring. I don't, I don't think he does not understand it for a second. You know, I think he yeah. understands everything. He's a, he's a borderline genius, Stanford right. grad, et cetera, yeah. et cetera. However, he is very literally quitting the team a week before the actual season starts. Like every people's careers are relying on him. Eric Ebron had a career year with Andrew Luck after it was a question whether or not he was going to be in the NFL. You know, he was about to be exiled from the NFL after flaming out in Detroit gets picked up by Indianapolis, has a great connection with Andrew Luck, catches 15 touchdown passes. All of a sudden he's a pro bowler. Yep. He's got a payday coming up after this season. You know, if he has Andrew Luck on the team, he's probably catching another 15 touchdown passes and getting paid $60 million. Yep. Without Andrew Luck, he might catch two touchdown passes and get paid $10 million. There are other men relying on Andrew Luck for their livelihoods. That's just a reality. He left them high and dry. It's res- It's respectable and it's respectful that he's doing what he's doing right now because he needs to. He needs to get yep. his mind right. There's there's no reason for him to be risking his body, risking his mind, risking his ability to to be happy in the future by playing a game that he could get hurt in like this. That right. he he has to retire. It, yep. He has to. I compared it and I think this is net comparison. I would compare it to a kid, a 16-year-old at McDonald's working, you know, working the grill, quitting in the middle of the busiest shift. 12:30 mm-hmm. on a you know, Monday afternoon on a Friday afternoon, this kid quits at twelve thirty. Says, "I'm not cooking burgers anymore. See you guys." And they don't have anyone to replace him with. They don't have a burger cook. They don't have anyone trained. The kid just left. 
the kid might have actually had to leave, and he has every reason to just quit up and quit because he does not owe anything to anyone else. However, sure. for the rest of the for the next hour or two until his shift ends, the drive through is going to be backed up twenty cars yep. deep because they're not going to have anyone to, you know, to make the burgers to get the food out fast. All those workers that who were relying on him have now now been failed by him. Maybe he had yep. a good reason, but they were still failed. The consequences are still the consequences. Right. The, the people who relied on him to to get their food quickly have now not gotten their food quickly. Yep. He doesn't owe anything to them. However, they're still not getting their food quickly. The consequences are still the consequences. So so good for him to do what he needs to do. I hope he finds happiness. But he absolutely screwed over the franchise, and that's okay to say that. I don't. Right. No one has to be mad at Andrew Luck for doing that. People, yeah. people can fully understand, but now now a team is left in a really crappy situation. Although Brissett has definitely showed a lot of promise. Yeah, I mean, I mean, absolutely has. And another Patriots quarterback gets to get a get a role in the NFL as a starting quarterback. How many right. people has Tom Brady tutored? They're now starting. That's amazing to me. Right. Yeah. Anyways, critique me, Stephen. Yeah. No, I think it's a pretty decent analogy. Um, but I think the main thing is all of the customers in the drive-through in this backed-up drive-through, they may be like, you know, really upset. But at the end of the day, just like uh, McDonald's is a business, Colts are a business, yeah, and that's true. it's it's fair for those fans to be upset. Um, but it's, it, it, I feel like it's more misdirected, and it's not necessarily authentic to. Uh, what their boos were um, were meant to be directed at. You know, uh, I, I think they are definitely. Yeah. I'd be mad as hell, Andrew Luck, if I was in the stands, and I heard he quit. I, in the heat of the yeah. moment, I'd be mad as hell because he just quit the football team as the captain, yeah. as the captain, as the face of the city. I mean, like he's yeah. earning millions in endorsements, and he's just gonna up and quit. I'd be mad. Eventually, I would definitely get over it, and I would forgive him for doing so. But, but yeah. like, to, to pretend that you wouldn't be mad at him for just quitting the team, yeah. it was very Twitter hive mind esque and very much like, all right, you guys are just looking for people to trash right now. And yeah. it looks like can, Indianapolis Colts fans are that right at the moment. Yeah. You can be selfish in your emotions while still wishing the best for him. So, like, everyone who is booing was being selfish in terms of their fandom, right? That, that move 100%, 100% selfishly selfish. yes. made their fandom worse. It made the, the outlook for the team worse, which in like, it, it just turns into a, a worse season as fans. So obviously that's very selfish. That doesn't mean that they don't care about Andrew Luck. It's just that they got caught up with their own emotions in the situation. So like, I just think it was like everyone who, uh, like chastised all of the, the the fans who reacted that way, I feel like don't understand that it can be both ways. I would hope that I could hold back in booing and in, in understanding of how that might affect that player who's given a lot to the franchise. But at the end of the day, you're also a selfish fan. Whenever someone like, I don't know, medically retires at a college football program, I'm always like, you know, if someone at Michigan did that, I'm upset about it. You're like, damn, but then, he could have been really, really yeah, good. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like exactly. Selfishly, selfishly, I'm like, oh, that hurts. Like, that hurts really bad that they decided to transfer or whatever. But, like, I don't know. It, it's really hard to put yourself in that situation well, where all of that is happening in front of you in 20 seconds. You're being embarrassed on national TV. I mean, if you have any awareness yeah. at all, you understand that people, like, national television twitter is watching the fans in the stand yeah. how they're reacting to this news to, to like the biggest gut punch you can possibly have from an nfl yeah. franchise um i also think it's really easy it was really easy for this past weekend and especially now in hindsight in 2020 even in the moment when when andrew lux pr people got out ahead of it really quickly and put out the reasons and the statement for why he was quitting yeah. Um, and say, you know, he was just mentally tired. They put a lot of focus on the mental side of things and the stress. Um, and people respect that. I respect that. It's understandable. Yeah. But Twitter was able to see that, diagnose it, and be like, okay, this is why this is happening. Whereas people in the stands 
they did, they did not have that same luxury. That's fair. They might have had the statement there, but but you're at a game, you're watching the game, and you're just going to see something that says Andrew Luck just retired. That's yeah. that's it. You're not going to focus, and you shouldn't focus on your phone during the game. So they're right. going to see Andrew Luck on the sidelines pretending like he hasn't retired. That was weird. It was yeah. inappropriate. And as a PR guy, that's a major gaffe. If right. Andrew Luck was going to retire, he should have made the announcement before the game. Yes. So people could process it or not tell a single soul until after the game so right. people could process it. Yep. Embarrassing yeah. people like that was not was not the route. It was I would say it's unprofessional. Yeah, I think I'm absolutely. a little harsher. I, I think I've come off a little harsher than most people. I, I don't I don't hate the guy. I think he's an awesome, awesome guy and an awesome talent and an awesome person. Side theory, his dad does run the XFL. Can we just say that? Would that be the best heel turn ever? Would that That would be so bad. Would Andrew Luck go from like most beloved, respected person to like not most hated, but like kind of hated? Like how much of a heel turn would that be? Oh man, he would be most hated from Colts fans for sure. Like what Colts fan would like dislike more than that? That would be unbelievable not a chance i don't even want to entertain that oh, could, that would be the greatest heel turn of all time andrew luck to the xfl would be would be seriously like the most glorious thing and you know where he's from you know where andrew luck grew up houston texas oh my gosh houston texas home of the fake houston oilers i don't know what their actual team name is but their logo is like literally the houston oilers logo like just copy it's just copy and pasted (laughs) come on man embrace the heel the heel turn of andrew luck as the xfl's poster boy would turn like the tv ratings would probably triple quadruple right that's that's fair that would happen man i just i i want to i expect better from him that's that's where i (laughs) my mind would be at if that happened I would be disappointed for him. I mean, he's, the it's not he's, the worst theory. He's only 29. That's the thing is like, he's got a solid 10 years to go do whatever he wants, take his sabbatical and come back to the NFL, to the XFL and, and have a legit, I mean, he could, he could come back in two, three years and play another five years of quality football yeah, at the, at the mean, highest level. Michael Vick did it, right? Yeah. He's also got like a hundred million dollars. To, uh, oh, that, but that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying is Andrew Luck has the money. He can right. take all the time off he wants to take. I'm sure. I mean, he grew up around football. You know, his dad played. His dad is was an athletic director, then a commissioner, and now XFL commissioner. Yep. And, and he grew up around football. He grew up loving football, obsessed with football, and now he's tired of it. He's ready to walk away. In two years from now, I mean, how many players in that situation have we seen walk away at that talent? get the itch and try to make a comeback. I think we've seen yeah. it more often than, than I think people realize. I mean, yeah, that's fair. Michael Jordan obviously is the most obvious example, but I, it's happened enough where that'd be fun, man. I want, it's, I want the XFL <laughs> heel turn so badly. It's not the craziest theory. I'll give you that much. I just, <sighs> oof. it would, I do kind of want to see what kind of just madness that would create. Could you, could you see Andrew Luck talking shit? At all, no. at all, no. the the vi- the video coming out, the montage of him congratulating everyone for hitting him hard is amazing. Uh, That's like, pretty good. Yeah, he just gets smacked around. It's like, oh, great hit! Oh, that was amazing. Yeah. Oh, you're a great football player. It's awesome. I love Andrew Luck. That's the thing. I love Andrew Luck. Yeah, he's great. I don't. Yeah. I don't think he did right by the Colts, but I don't hate him for what he did. Right. And people, people really don't like nuance on Twitter, which is not anything new. It's right. not anything new. Yep. Um, yeah, stop Stop being so single-track-minded, people. Open your brains. It's, it's yeah, legal. you tell them. It's legal here in <laughs> Michigan now, guys. You can open your brains however you need, and if you really need to expand more, just move to Denver. There you go. The, the options are there, people. You can do whatever you want. It's coming to Chicago, too. It's is, Oh, yeah. Well, it's at least decriminalized big time, isn't I think, it? Well, next year, I think it is when ah, it's right. uh, formally. There's a lot. There's a long discussion there because Illinois legislature has been way up to the task more than Michigan's has about about making things legal quicker. Yeah. Um, 
We're talking about marijuana, people. <laughs> I was going to say, how long until do you think we have to explicitly <laughs> say this? <laughs> Smoking the dubes. Um, That's it. There we go. Okay. I'm sorry. That was enough, Angela. We, we're 34 minutes into this, and we have not talked a single second about real Michigan football. But, you yeah, know, let's, let's it was packing in. Let's let's spend the next 10 minutes talking Michigan football. I, I don't think we're going to get around to previewing the, the season. I think we're going to have to do that next episode when we also preview middle Tennessee state. Um, we'll make Fair our enough. predictions then. Uh, and that's okay. But you know, it's the first weekend of college football. It truly was. Yep. Actually, you know, we're 35 minutes into this and we have not talked about Desmond Howard telling Reese Fowler. Was oh it Reese Davis? Reese Davis Fowler, yeah, yeah, Chris yeah. Fowler, Reese Davis. Oh, they're so interchangeable to me. Is Desmond, I think it was, think it was Fowler. Is Desmond going to have to choke <laughs> uh, someone, you know, something, a witch, on, a female on, dog on live national television at Disney World. Yeah, at, at Disney, Disney World, World. Stephen. How how beautiful is that? Ser- seriously, it uh, was pretty nuts, man. When he said that, I was like, what? I did a double take and I like rewind it. I was like, Were you watching it live? Just when, say that. Were you watching it live when it happened? Yeah, I was. <gasps> oh, it Stephen, was, I, it was like magical. Is Desmond Howard going to have to choke a bitch? <laughs> it was nuts. He did apologize for it. He sent oh, out yeah. did an you, apology. Did you see the 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 screen cap, I guess, of him of him apologizing? It's just the I biggest like. That. You ever seen that picture of Cardi B as a little child? Yes. And she's like, no, no. That's, <laughs> Desmond, Desmond has like a grin on his face, like a legit ass grin as he's like, I'm like, sorry. I don't. I don't actually regret saying this at all. <laughs> the best way to divert from the Ohio State trouncing of the past 20 years. From now on, if anyone ever makes fun of me for Ohio State beating Michigan's ass for the past 18 years, I'm just going to respond with, is Desmond <laughs> Howard going to have to choke a bitch? Because that's that's like, what you got to do. That's, that's, that's where we're at, man. That's where we're at. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. He said that was, he, he said that Desmond Howard said that on live television for ESPN at Disney World at Disney. The audacity to pull that off is, uh, and, and they kept him on for like the rest of the day coverage. That's too. what I was gonna say. I I watched out for him because yeah. they kept him on for the for the PM coverage six seven hours after that happened. It yep. was, ESPN was not offended by it. Not at all. Not in the least. They knew they knew it was good quality social media buzz. And honestly, it happened quick enough. Where like people not in the know would have been like, what, what, what did you just say? But, but, uh, Reese, is it Reese or Chris, uh, Chris Davis, Chris Fowler. I I don't know. Reese, (laughs) Reese Davis, Chris Davis, Chris Fowler. And Reese started off doing college game day. I think it's Fowler now. Yes. That sounds right. Yeah. He was laughing along, man. Like, he was. He, he, he was enjoying it. I mean, you know he knows the reference. And I realize now, is Wayne Brady going to have to choke a bitch? <laughs> is is not in the modern-day pop culture lexicon the way it was. No, I mean, isn't. I think even five years ago, it would have been, like, obvious what had just happened. I was in, yep. middle, I was in middle school during the Dave Chappelle show. Um, yeah. And literally every week for two years, two and a half years, three technical seasons, he would say, like, something would happen. You know, what? Okay. Yeah. That literally, like, for the next six weeks, 10, 11 year old kids would come into the gym and be like, what? <laughs> Dude, it okay. was like a phenomenon. Yeah, it, it was, was like a phenomenon. It, yeah. it, it was. And then, of course, I mean, if you grew up in a Caucasian, household at any point during the late nineties, early two thousands. And your mother did not watch whose line is it anyways. Oh my God. And did not enjoy the heck out of whose line is it anyways. If you didn't grow up laughing your butt off at Wayne Brady with his best ever, you know, PG rated comedy. Yes. Yes. I mean, so Dude, that was, that was some of the best childhood memories. We would stay up late. I yes. remember I would, I used to go to bed before that show came on. It was and like then 10 get, o'clock on ABC family yeah. kind of thing. But then I would get woken up to watch that show yeah. with my family. It was, man, 
Ryan Styles, you got, Ryan Styles, you got Colin, Colin Mockery. Colin, yeah. I mean, oh my God. and Drew Carey. I mean, and Drew, oh, yeah. Drew Carey's only gotten cooler as he's gotten older and moved away from Cleveland. Uh, it was such a good show. Part owner of the Seattle Sounders. Seattle Sounders, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, genuinely, even now, as a 28-year-old, if Whose Line Is It Anyways is on TV, I will I will watch it. You know, oh if it's gosh. a rerun. I mean, it's it, so funny. It's just funny. It's good quality PG entertainment. Yeah. And then, of course, Wayne Brady goes on The Chappelle Show. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you guys haven't seen it, there's two skits. Find them. They're six minutes long total. And and Wayne Brady has to choke a bitch. Yep. And that's that's we're going to mark this one at ex, expletive explicit on, on yes. the podcast. We will because it's worth it. it. It's worth it. It is. And I think Desmond Howard, he invited him to game day. Wayne Brady. What? He did. Oh, you if, didn't see that? No, if Wayne Brady's on game day at any point this season, I'm amazing. going to freak out. Yeah, oh. he invited him on to game day. I don't know if like he has that power. He's got to have it, right? Otherwise, okay, well, he wouldn't extend the offer. I, I don't know if you saw. I I said this, but I think Desmond Howard has officially entered a new pantheon of ESPN personality <laughs> gold, where where he's yeah. in he's in the Lee Corsos of the world, the Dickie V's of the world, where he can basically now say anything he wants and not be fired. You know, you know, there's the Jamel Hills who actually stand up for reasonable things. Yep. in current events and she gets fired for being reasonable and standing up. Yep. But then you have Dan Lebertard who says the same exact thing <laughs> Jamel Hill says like a week later doesn't yeah. get touched by ESPN. Yep. You have Lee Corso and, and, and Dickie V who can do whatever they want. I mean, they're, they're innocent enough and Desmond Howard is definitely in that, that realm now. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know. Did you watch any of, um, Fox sports new lineup? They had a on their pregame show on Saturday. Well, I know they had Urban Meyer. I've seen I've seen that. Clip. So it has has Meyer has Liner Bush. L- Liner's Bra- pretty good. Yeah, he's decent. Who, who's, and then the, they who's last? Reggie person? Bush. Reggie Bush and Brady Quinn. Oh. Reggie Bush is just not good, and Brady Quinn is like I feel like it doesn't add a whole lot. No. But I agree, Liner is fine, and Meyer actually like had the most reasonable take of about Michigan. See, you're do- like, you're doing it, Stephen. I'm doing what? You're falling for Urban fucking Meyer right no. now. No, 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 no. <laughs> this is what ha- this is what happened in between the Florida and Ohio State gig. After Florida, Urban Meyer was dragged through the mud because of the Percy Harvin controversy. You know, the Aaron Hernandez stuff was yet to come out, but it was kind of on the brim. There was the circle of trust drama. He had the worst reputation in college football. He takes a sabbatical. He goes on a tour. He gets hired by ESPN and tours all the different college football campuses and the big programs, yeah. including Michigan at one point. They do sure. a little ESPN segment, 10 minutes, you know, every week. Urban Meyer touring these college football campuses, talking to the head coaches, and people fell in love with him because Urban Meyer is a genius. Genu- yeah. Genuinely, he's a genius. He, yeah. He's a maniacal genius, but he's a, he is a genius who is very slick with the tongue. He's a Here's sick. the thing, though. You, you, can, you can be aware of that, of saying that he's like... You know, he, he knows what he's doing. Yeah, right? you can like you still said, fall smart. in love with like him. He's, yeah, he's, yeah. He's, I he's get... a snaky guy. <laughs> Bring it, Stephen. He, he's Rich Rod with a genius brain. He also had the most fair take about Michigan. So just give me two minutes. Don't you see jump my on face me, right David. Now. You see my face right now. <laughs> You're just shaking your head. So he started with a jab. Where they're like, okay, is it finally the year for Michigan? And Meyer chimes in, here for what? And then well, which laughs. is good, which is quality. I'm here for the banter Fair. because you know yeah. he he went undefeated against Michigan. He can talk. Dude, shit he can say that. Yeah, yeah, he, he can. can. I I respect the heck out of him so, for that. Yeah, so then it. he he went into his actual take. We're saying they that Michigan's got the guys. You know, three wide receivers that are legit NFL draft picks in the future. He called out that DPJ is someone he he went. Uh, after in recruiting, he did, and he, he's he's recruited. Um, um, oh, not Collins. MLK. No, what, what's the high school? What's the high school? Not MLK. Uh, Castec. Urban yeah. Myers recruited Castec very oh, yeah. hard. You know when he was at Ohio State. Yeah. So his main question was: Are is Michigan's offense going to be able to transition uh, fast enough not to lose a game? So I think he understood that like it's a good transition to make. But he pointed out that it's Final Four football. You can't lose a game um, with how much you have to change the offense a bit, especially with a coordinator who hasn't called a play yet in his career. Um, that's a lot to ask. And then he did bring up that, um, you know, Don Brown, that he expects Don Brown to learn from 
the later losses in the season and credited him to um, to his ability to essentially improve upon um, games that, you know, have a lot of learning lessons. So, like, that was, like, two pretty big things. You know, people pointing at Don Brown and the fallacies he had against Ohio State and the bowl game last year. And then, you know, Gaddis, everyone's excited about him, but it's fair to point out that, um, you know, how quick can that transition and how smoothly can it go to avoid, you know, an early loss or uh, maybe a non-traditional loss that Michigan's avoided because of their offensive consistency, whether it's super dynamic or not. So, like, I think those are, like, good takes despite being, you know, a slime ball. <laughs> and well, I don't yeah, like it. Which, but, but then Bush, really quick, Bush chimed in and suggested that Harbaugh is the reason Michigan hasn't broken through. And he, and he essentially said, and I'll quote, if the head coach is not right, there's a trickle-down effect. I think Harbaugh is the issue. And it's like, dude, there's no substance there. That, that's, how like, you, that's how you know Reggie Bush isn't, isn't bringing anything real exactly. to the table. You're just saying words at that point. Like, you're not giving good reasons. Like, Meyer as, you know, slimy, and I don't, I really don't like him as a person. He knows football. Right, he's so a in genius. Terms of, yeah. yeah, he knows football. You know, he knows how to actually talk about it. So it's like... It was night and day difference between there, and I hated how like how much Urban Meyer's talk made sense. But then again, like you said, it's not his football knowledge that well, uh, that makes him you know who he is as a person. He's he's great on TV, and he, you got to imagine yeah. he's he's great in in a living room because he knows what he's talking yep. about. I mean, he is a legit legitimate genius. Um, for what it's worth. I do have actual quality insider information people working at Ohio State who tell me that that everyone on the staff at Ohio State is 95% sure he's going to USC next year. <laughs> if not next year like like I'm I genuinely am saying this 100% genuinely I like they were talking all leading up to to training camp this year everyone was saying urban meyer's gone like it's not even a question they're saying it back in the spring that he was going to usc yeah um the the u.s the ohio state staff is genuinely expecting that i mean i mean yeah. they're they're prepared for it i, I mean, mean not not that it matters he's gone i mean he's technically gone even though he's been at most practices right uh, or at least a decent amount of practices this fall but yeah. uh i mean and <laughs> urban meyer at usc is the most terror. I can't think of a more terrifying location for Urban Meyer to end up, you know, except for Ohio State, obviously. But that already yeah. happened. Where I lived through that nightmare. Um, yep. I mean, seriously, if you choose, if you have to choose one program and one in coach the in, in the Midwest, okay, on the West and in the South, you get to choose one program to essentially build an empire. I think he chose two of the three so far in Florida. And, and Ohio State, like Easy. Ohio State, yeah, and then like one more USC. That feels exactly like Florida. It feels very similar to you or to Ohio State. Like he very well could have chosen Michigan as a similar like or like Notre Dame. I would well, put it kind of at the it's, same. It's like, infamous, you know, his contract buyout at Utah and yeah. at Florida. There were only three schools in his contract that he would not have to pay a buyout for both Utah and Florida. And they yeah. were they were Ohio State, Notre Dame, and Michigan. You, yeah, you know, alternate universe where where yep. Jim Trestle does not get fired, and Urban Meyer gets hired at Michigan. Yeah, um, it, it hurts. I I'd yeah. honestly, I I would take Urban Meyer for a national title in Michigan. Sorry, I would. I, I, uh, I would not. Not at no, 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 no. I and I would. I guess my, my, my point judge is me if, if he. <laughs> I I understand. Judge. I'll judge you a little bit, but I understand it. But like him with the recruiting power of USC yeah. is and and how open the Pac-12 is right now. Oh my God, dude, he could bring them up in. And, and their recruiting is rough. I looked at I think a couple days ago. I looked. They're like sixty. Yeah, they're in, in the, the, in the class rankings. It's because they haven't they're they rough. haven't signed anyone, and that's impo that's impossibly bad for USC. You should yeah. you should sleepwalk and get three five stars. Let me tell you what. If Jim Harbaugh wanted to retire in week three of the preseason this year and Urban Meyer wanted to take the Michigan job tomorrow, I'm sorry. I would I would welcome him in open arms. I wouldn't trade Jim Harbaugh for anyone. But if, if something happened and Jim Harbaugh wanted to step away and 
and go visit the world with with his former quarterback Andrew Luck. If something crazy like that happened, yeah. I would sell my soul. I would sell my soul. I would do it. I just would. I'd, I'd just hear. I mean, I, sorry. Would you know? Urban Meyer has chosen just just title winning stops all along the way. You know, obviously yeah. he started off at Bowling Green. Um, uh, which title if, winning. If, stops, if you're gonna yeah. choose a place to start, it, you know what a heck of a way to start. Uh, goes to Utah. I mean, he pretty much Kyle Whittingham was the next coach, and actually Utah. I mean, they struck gold with two straight coaches yeah, between really. Urban Meyer and Kyle Whittingham. But Urban Meyer's success, you know, Kyle Whittingham was able to to, to piggyback off of that really quickly. Yeah. W- without Urban Meyer, Utah is probably not in the Pac-12 right now. Just yeah, they're just know. probably not right. So goes from Utah to Florida. I mean, and we know what he did at Florida. It's just unbelievable. Unbelievable. Him at yep. USC would be would be scary. Yeah. I mean, it'd be kind of fun though. It would be, it'd the, be awesome. Have, oh, it'd be awesome. Yeah. I I want to see yeah. I want to see Urban Meyer versus Ohio State in a Rose Bowl cuz Urban Meyer what the shit out of Ohio State. We're, we're cursing already, so we're just way past that point at this point. Because <laughs> I'll tell you what, one of the most satisfying things I can remember ever was watching Florida completely dismantle Ohio State in the national title game in 2007, yeah. 2008. Yep. Oh my gosh. Yeah, yep. it was beautiful. I, I have to live vicariously through other programs who, who smash Ohio State. Like Iowa, love you forever, Iowa. Yeah, Purdue. Oh my gosh, that was the best game in the world. That was okay. You know what, Stephen? We're we're we're, we're past the we're, point of of no any sort of college, relevant discussion. Here. College football's back. We didn't really yes. get around to Michigan football, but that's where we're at. College football's back. We're just happy. It's, yeah. a, it's a college football podcast, even though it's a yep. Michigan one. Today we talked college football, and I'm happy for it. Uh, we're gonna have a we're gonna have a Michigan preview of Middle Tennessee State coming Thursday. We're gonna break down the team. Uh, break down the position groups. I'm going to have a guest on to talk Murfreesboro, Tennessee's um, Red Raiders. No, it's Raiders, Blue Raiders. Obviously, yeah. they're blue and silver. That's what it yep. is. Their nickname is the Blue Raiders, even if they have uh, unicorns, Pegasus. Pegasus on their yeah. helmet. Yeah. Okay, Stephen. Do you want to end with any anything Michigan related? You're going to have to choke someone. What's up, Stephen? No, I'm excited to. Uh to get my prediction in later this week too. I got to start thinking about that. And then we got to make sure people are filling out their, their forms. That's right. The, uh, the college pick them. You, you choose the questions, uh, choose your answers for what you think the stats are for, for different questions. David's put together on the season. There's two different documents, offense, defense. You get the, uh, the most correct uh, on each of those form you get on the podcast, David, will rant to you about something and you know, you get, you get five minutes of your time with, with David's, uh, David's rant. You have to step into the cauldron, <laughs> the cauldron, <laughs> the cauldron. I don't, uh, the, <laughs> see, the crossfire. Oh, what were some good old shows from the nineties and two thousands? I guess step into the she ring. Called the, the MGO fish trap. How oh, about that? The fish, the bowl. fish net MGO fish it, net. It's gotta be the fish bowl. Step into the fish. We bowl. can do any of them. He already has the fishbowl. We got. He start does a have new the fishbowl. Yeah, that's true. The the, the fish networks. That works. There we go. Yeah, yeah. Step into the but aquarium. No. Does not have the same ring <laughs> at all. At all. Arnold's aquarium. Kind of. MGO fishbowl. There we yeah, go. Yeah, yeah. We'll work. We'll we'll yeah, brainstorm we'll something. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, man, I'm excited. All right, man. Stephen Austin Toski. Find him on Twitter at Stephen Toski. You got F- it. Find me on Twitter at David Arnold M I. Um, follow Garrett Fishall on Twitter at MGOFish, and we'll see you guys later this week. I know we didn't talk a lot of Michigan, but as always, go blue. I'm sorry, Jim Harbaugh. I didn't mean it. Don't quit. Don't don't travel the world with Andrew Luck. Go blue. <laughs> go blue. <laughs>